0: Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gasman.
1: Tonight, I am super excited to finally talk about a topic with a professional... We need a professional to talk about this, and it's something that I think I've questioned my whole life, both personally and professionally.
2: Well, I'm pumped and I'm fired up about it, Dee, in a very, very good way, because I know you for such a long time, and we've had these discussions about ourselves, as well as we've observed how this plays out in businesses with their teams and their owners.
1: And guess what, JG? Tonight, we are finally going to get to understand what it is, what it's not, and how we can develop more of it.
2: Well, I can't wait. So let's talk about what it is our listeners are dying to know. We're delving into the topic of self esteem. We all need healthy levels of it. But how much? Do we know where it comes from? Can we get more of it? And if so, how do we do that?
1: Well, to help us tonight get past the misconceptions of self esteem and dig into the concept of our beliefs about our own worthiness. We are bringing back Mm. our expert psychologist, Dr. Glenn Doyle. Dr. Glenn Doyle, he is the founder and director of the Doyle practice in Chicago and also in Washington, D.C., and he's the author of the blog, Get This, Use Your Damn Skills.
2: (laughs) I love the name, and, you know, this is such an important topic because I think about the issues that I see. self-respect and self-confidence it's a real problem and it requires real solutions
1: it sure does JG and I don't know if you know this but we'll find out tonight that confidence and self-esteem are actually not the same thing so stay tuned for dr. Doyle and our wisdoms on self-esteem coming up on gut wisdom
0: WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive-time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news.
1: Several buildings have been evacuated.
0: WCBS News Radio 880.
1: I never realized how many misconceptions there are about self-esteem. Lots of us think that if, you know, we're complimented or patted on the back for good work or good behavior, that it's good for our self-esteem. And the truth is, those are all myths. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman. I am not here with your co host, JG, but he is here. He is calling in from Florida tonight. Lucky man, John Gassman. And we've got Dr. Glenn Doyle, our expert psychologist. He's the founder and director of the Doyle Practice in Chicago, as well as Washington, D.C., and he's the author of the self development blog, Use Your Damn Skills. And we've got Dr. Doyle come, calling in from Chicago. So we've got a multi-state gut wisdom show tonight. You there? You guys there? Who's with me?
0: Hey, this is Dr. Doyle. I hey, hey, hey. We, 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 we have nationwide gut wisdom tonight. It's very exciting.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling our uh, chief marketing officer, Eric, is uh, going to drop by tonight. And he's coming in from New Jersey. So we are representing New York, New Jersey, Florida, Chicago, and we're all going to be talking about self-esteem and Dr. Doyle, welcome back to uh, to Gut Wisdom. You are a uh, a licensed psychologist, and boy, do we need to benefit from your wisdoms, especially on the topic of self-esteem. So thanks.
0: Uh, right it is it is amazing to be back with you guys. I had so much fun uh, when we were talking about New Year's resolutions a few weeks ago, so it's it's a pleasure to be back.
1: Yeah, and we'll have to bring you back sometime around the end of February when everybody's resolutions are sort of... Gone. And and we'll we'll do a check in with our listeners. But tonight, as we talk about self-esteem, can you share with us what exactly it is? What are the myths, the misconceptions about self-esteem? Because I think we all think we know what self-esteem is, but I've learned a little bit that uh, there are definitely some things we're not 100% correct about.
0: Oh absolutely and you know self esteem is is one of those kind of buzz terms that you hear a lot i mean it it comes up a lot because people hear a lot about it in you know growing up and in our culture you know we hear how important it is to nurture children's self esteem you know we uh, whenever we encounter somebody who is you know kind of self sabotaging in their life or you know struggling with an addiction you know very frequently people say mm, man they they must have a self esteem issue but now I think what's really interesting is that when you get into what self-esteem actually is, a lot of people, uh, you know even though they've heard the, the term a lot, and they might have used the term a lot, you know they, they have really no sense of what real self-esteem is. Like a lot of times they think they're dealing with self-esteem when what they're really talking about is either self-confidence or their, their feeling of competency at a particular task or whatnot. And you know those are things that are related to self-esteem, but they aren't self-esteem exactly. Um, self-esteem is not egotism, and I would say it's not narcissism. You know, a lot of times people will encounter a narcissist or something with a big ego and say, man, they have too much self-esteem.
1: Oh, maybe but we really know that's... a few people like that. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and really, you know, that you know narcissism, believe it or not, is kind of the opposite of genuine self-esteem. Now, having a big ego, in fact, is a very frequently uh, kind of a a cover when people kind of lack in genuine self-esteem. You know, self-esteem as has a concept in psychology has been around um, kind of in the form that it's been around now, like since uh, about the 1950s when a uh, psychologist named Dr. Nathaniel Brandon kind of you know, put forth one of the first theories of self-esteem. And I, I still really like his theory. In Dr. Brandon's theory, self-esteem is comprised of kind of two global um, kind of concepts. You know, one is our feeling of worthiness kind of our sense that, you know, we, uh, you know, that that we deserve good things to happen in our lives. At the very least, we don't deserve bad things to happen in our lives. You know, we, uh, we have value as a human being, you know, kind of unconditional worth. So there's that component to it, like feeling of worthiness. And then there's a feeling of uh, what we call efficacy. And there's a whole psychological literature about what's called self-efficacy. But what efficacy means is that, you know, we're kind of appropriate to life. We can handle what life throws at us. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're good at this thing or that thing, but it means just the stuff that we're required to do by life, you know, we can kind of handle it. So when we take a look at these two kind of interrelated concepts, a feeling of worthiness and a feeling of efficacy, that's actually what comprises our self-esteem.
2: Hmm. Now, you
0: hear a lot of people ask, say, you know, gosh, I, you know, I don't have a lot of self-confidence or, you know, I, I have a lot of anxiety. Does that mean I have a self-esteem problem? A lot of times, you know, self-confidence comes from the idea that, well, you know, I'm good at the stuff I have to do, right? Like I'm good at my job or I'm good at interacting with people or whatnot. But you kind of start delving into that. And a lot of folks, even though they can be confident at their ability to do one thing or another, they still struggle with kind of that global sense of worthiness. So they still struggle with that global sense of, you know, I can get done the stuff that needs to get done.
1: So interesting. So you see that
0: these are concepts that are kind of related,
2: but they you know, you know, kind of get in the weeds with it.
1: Interesting. J.G., what do you think about that?
2: Well, it goes back to, I recall, having uh, somebody who worked for us who used to walk around always with their head down, you know, and they would every time they would do something really great and we'd say, hey, you did something amazing to be like, really? I did. Hmm. Oh, my God. Are you sure?
1: Yeah, I remember. You
2: could could really remember her and, and you can always tell that. It wasn't a question of self-confidence. It was more of a question of self-esteem. So here's a question that I have. Does having low self-esteem come from how we were raised? Is it something that we have more of or less of on any given day? Does it change?
0: Well, those are questions that, uh, boy, we could do like entire hours on like both of those questions individually. But kind of the short version of of the answer is, uh, you know, sure, it it has a certain amount to do with how we're raised, but not really the way that we think it does. Like a lot of folks think that a child that is complimented a lot or given a lot of reinforcement, like external reinforcement, grow up with high self-esteem. But the fact of the matter is when we're really young, you know, we don't really have a sense of self yet. Like, we're developing that sense of self. So it's hard for us to have that sense of of worthiness or efficacy because, again, we, we're just kind of figuring out kind of who we are and what we're all about. And, you know, you can have a kid that, you know, may not succeed at a lot of stuff. Like, you know, a kid doesn't have to be first in the race or, you know, get A's on all their spelling tests or whatnot. But that kid can still develop a sense of, you know what, I'm appropriate to life, I have a sense of efficacy, or you know, can still develop a sense of, you know, I'm a worthy as a human being, depending on how um, their successes and their failures are kind of dealt with and explained to them. And, you know, I mean, parents have a large uh, you know part to you know a large role to play in developing their kid's self esteem. But it's not just through kind of complimenting all the time and, and reinforcing. Because you know what what does that teach you? You know, that, that, that teaches a kid, you know, gosh, I'm only worthy if I'm getting all these compliments, right? Yeah. Like I'm only worthy I'm only worthy if I get an A on the spelling test or I come in first, et cetera, et cetera. What makes a bigger difference as I say is, you know, in how parents kind of uh both a kid's successes and their failures to them, and how they support them through their successes and their failures. Now, with the question of, you know, do we have more of it uh, on, on any one day or another, this kind of gets to the issue of, you know, what's the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence? I would say that our level of confidence fluctuates a great deal, right? Like, we have days where we're feeling, you know, very confident. Like, like I, you know, today, you know, I, I, I'm feeling good. I am confident that I can do, you know, this specific task. But our level of self-esteem tends to be a little more global. Like you know, I mean, it's really like I was talking with David yesterday, and and you know, she asked about this. You know, saying, "Gosh, is this kind of a scale? Like I you know feel more worthy today than yesterday?" Worthiness is kind of a yes or no proposition. Like I either feel worthy as a human being, I have a belief that I am worthy. Or not, and that's not kind of something that changes day to day. That's kind of something long term that we develop and we maintain. Right. So, so, so wait,
1: gets- wait, wait, Doctor yeah. Doyle. I just want to ask you about the uh, the concept of feeling worthy. Why do some of us have challenges and obstacles when it comes to feeling worthy? And I know you won't be able to answer all of this in the time we have left before we come back, but. Can you share with us a little bit deeper, you know, why why is it difficult for some of us and not others to really feel worthy that we deserve uh, whatever we might want? You know, we deserve a good life. We deserve financial security. We deserve happiness. We deserve to be in this relationship. Can you just touch on that a drop before we have to run to break?
0: Oh, absolutely. Because if you think about, again, I, if we go back to childhood... And say you have a kid who has no conception of self, no sense of the world, like no idea what anything is about. What do we teach that kid about what makes someone worthy? Like our culture is full of messages about, you know, who is the worthiest among us? Well, to look at the Internet or the news, we'd say, OK, well, the people who have power are worthy. or The people who have money are worthy. Or the people who are good looking are worthy. Right. And if, you know, a kid is just allowed to kind of buy into that cultural You know, that that cultural message, they're going to grow up saying, well, gosh, I'm not the best looking person, I'm not the richest person, the most talented person. How can I be worthy? You know, they develop what we call an inferiority complex. Alternatively, if a kid grows up with with good parenting and, you know, they're kind of – it's explained to the kid and, and, you know, not just through words but through experiences that, you know, look, it's nice to be good looking, it's nice to be rich, it's nice to be successful. However, that doesn't – it's what makes one worthy – Worthiness is just something that you have because you're a human being. You know, if that idea is planted when we're really young, you know, then that tends then that takes root in that blossom. So we can kind of get into you know the, yeah, the, the weeds we'll, with
1: it. we'll get into it. I just yeah. find it interesting because, you know, <clears throat> many of us reward ourselves when mm-hmm. we feel we deserve something good, right? That's the other part of it. It's the thought of I'm worthy of having X, Y, or Z and deserving whatever, right? Then it's the right. um I worked really hard today and I'm going to, I deserve that cookie and ice cream or, do you know what I'm saying? Which could be self-sabotaging. You follow what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And it depends on the perspective that we keep all that in. Because, I mean, look, behavioral psychology has a very rich tradition of, you know, look, we can reward ourselves and really improve our performance at a lot of things. But there's a difference between, you know what, I'm going to reward myself for this job well done, or I'm going to try and encourage myself to behave in a different way through rewarding myself versus, okay, I did this thing well, therefore I'm a better person than I was yesterday.
1: Hmm. I could see the difference. JG, what do you think?
2: I think it's a, it's a big question, and it is, all comes down to perspective. What do people think and feel about themselves
1: do you think you have a high level of self-esteem, JJ?
2: For the most part, or, or, I, I believe I do, and and occasionally I go into the gap, but it's only for a minute. I flip the switch on and say, no, I, I'm pretty smart. I'm intelligent, not in a pompous way, not in an arrogant or egotistical way, but I think we all have something to offer, and I, d- I don't think that I have low self-esteem for the most part. I think I lose some self-confidence sometimes. Right. But self-esteem, no. I think I'm pretty good.
1: Well, I think we're going to debate. I think you're right. I think you do have a healthy level of self-esteem. And, but, but, you know, who am I? I'm not Dr. Doyle. <laughs> so <laughs> here, here's something that uh, I'd like to share with our listeners. Uh, JG and I have created a gut wisdom self-esteem booster, uh, and it's in a form of a journal, which will also include... Uh, we put some wisdoms to help you or someone you love overcome feelings of low self esteem. So if you're one of the five listeners to uh, mm-hmm. get to me first by email at dk. At Gut Wisdom, G U T W I Z D O M. I said that slowly because sometimes I speak too quickly. Uh, please don't email me while you're driving, but if you are one of the first five to email me, you get our Self Esteem Booster Journal. So, coming up more with psychologist Dr. Doyle, only on Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880.
2: More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More
0: often.
1: Triborough Bridge is the problem.
0: Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered.
1: Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll.
0: Traffic and weather together. Plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880.
1: Joining us tonight is Dr. Doyle, a licensed psychologist and the founder and director of the Doyle practice in Chicago and Washington, DC. And Dr. Doyle's also the author of the self-development blog, Use Your Damn Skills. You got to love it. And who better to help us tonight get to the root of the topic on self-esteem than a therapist? Hey, this is this is you don't have to pay for the therapy tonight, folks. We've got Dr. Glenn Doyle with us. I'm Deirdre Koppelman (laughs) here with your gut wisdom co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. You're listening to gut wisdom. Hey, JG, where are you, JG? This is like a national broadcast tonight. What state are you in?
2: I'm in the state of Florida. I was in Naples, and now I'm back in uh, the Boca Raton area.
1: Yeah. And
2: I'm just thinking about this whole thing of self-esteem, how, you know, I came from this conference, and, you know, there are some people, big egos. You could tell these guys think high of themselves. And then there were other people in the group that, you know, they definitely had low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And we started talking about this whole concept before, dr doyle about worthiness and self-esteem and and a variety of things i'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on this whole issue of worthiness
1: drum roll for dr doyle calling in from chicago
0: <laughs> calling in from from the windy city and that's boy i should get a drum roll more often
2: <laughs> that's, that's
0: nice Happy you know, to- and, and Go ahead. You know, you know, Big D. You said a few moments ago, of you know, gosh, You don't even need to pay for therapy. We have a therapist here. It, please do pay for therapy. Please go <laughs> to your therapist. I'm I'm a therapist. I may not be your therapist. Um, <laughs> okay. No, this this idea of of worthiness, I think, is really hard for a lot of people to kind of wrap their their head around. Because you know, I happen to think that worthiness. You know, it's not like we have a scale of like, okay, I feel 5% more worthy than than I did yesterday. Like, you know, we kind of have to make a decision of whether we as human beings are worthy or not. I mean, it kind of goes to a very basic philosophical question. You know, do human beings have worth? Do they have worth independent of their accomplishments? Do they have worth independent of whatever value that uh, anybody else might find in them, Right. Because otherwise we can fall into the trap of saying, well, gosh, I'm not the best looking person. I'm not the richest person. I'm not the most talented person. How can I possibly have worth? And that's the kind of the trap that a lot of kids fall into yeah. when, uh, you know, when they are not coached and when, you know, when they're not uh, you know uh, supported and believing that they have worth independent of their grades, independent of their athletic accomplishments, etc., etc. et cetera. And it kind of goes to a question of, you know, look, Do we believe that we as human beings have worth? And, you know, the philosophical question that we kind of have to decide, like, even if we don't feel it, like, even if we don't feel that I have worth just because I'm alive, this is one of these fake it until you make it kind of things that I say, you know, fake it till you make it. Accept my premise. Like what I tell my patients is, look, accept my premise for a moment that you are worthy. Okay. And we're going to act like you're worthy. We're going to just say that, like, run with me here. You're worthy. And you don't have to do anything special to be worthy. You don't have to look a certain way to be worthy, et cetera. Now, a lot of folks have trouble wrapping their head around that.
3: Definitely. And one of the main And one
0: of the main reasons for that is, you know, there is, you know, we were talking about myths a second ago. There is this myth that, look, if I believe I'm worthy, independent of any achievement, then what on earth is going to motivate me to achieve? You know, like a lot of people
1: right. Good question. They
0: need that inferiority, Right in order to motivate themselves to achieve. And what I say is, look, you know, you don't need to, uh, you know, your your worth as a human being doesn't need to be on the line in order for you to perform well. Like, you can perform well because you value the task, you can perform well because you like to perform well, you can perform well, you know, for lots of reasons. We can divorce your sense of uh, uh, worth as a human being from these tasks and still perform well. In fact, when you take a look at uh, the people who really do perform well, you know, very frequently, they're not out there with their entire worth on the line. Like very frequently, you hear very high achievers say, you know, look, I achieve because I like it. I achieve because I'm good at it, et cetera, et cetera. It's not because I'm a terrible human being and I don't achieve. So mm. we kind of have to, you know, think really deeply about what it means to be worthy as a human being. And as I say, we have to kind of stipulate you're worthy even if you don't feel like it
1: yeah Run and with me oh. y- you know that's such it's it's good to have clarification from you I, I as I'm listening to you and our listeners, I'm sure we've all seen the commercials you're worth it and and you know you get to have it because you know you're worth it, and I'm worth it, and this and that, but when people you know when you see it in the context of advertising. It's the, it's not about the worthiness that, that you're speaking about, correct? It's the opposite. It's you're worthy if you drink this or you're worthy enough to drink this. So society and advertising puts all of that, if you look this way, you're, you're worthy of, you know, a big fancy car or, you know, a nice hot date or whatever. So, so it's hard for people, I think for any of us to really separate that out. Can you just feel worthy? I, I Period. I am worthy. And it has absolutely nothing to do with what I do, what I don't do, what I do well. That's a hard concept to, to embrace. But before I know we're going to attack Deirdre, this. Deirdre. Yeah. What?
2: Deirdre. And I, and I want to interject something because we see this so often. And the advice that we sometimes give people is sometimes you just have to accept Others' belief in you, right? We have we have somebody with low self esteem, and it's like, but we believe in you. Sometimes you have to just go with that. Those people that have that low self esteem, Mm. they have to sometimes trust others, and this is what Dr. Doyle mentioned. You know, sometimes you have to run with that. You have to accept that in order to move forward, and that's how I think people develop higher levels of self-esteem, not that fake it till you make it, but they have to accept others' beliefs in them.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm going to disagree because I don't know that anybody can believe what somebody else believes about them if they don't believe that about themselves. But we'll come back with that because you will never believe who just walked in the studio Want to guess? Ooh. It's a an, it's another state, man. We are national tonight. We've got New Jersey in the house. Our chief marketing officer, here he is. It's Eric Hawkinson. Eric, what are you doing here? We've got New Jersey, Chicago, well, you, Florida. You, I didn't
3: think you had enough states representatives, so I drove
1: over here. To be I here. know you had a specific question for Doctor Doyle, so go 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 right ahead. Well,
3: yeah, I'm you know I'm a little concerned Doctor Doyle won't find my uh, question worthy, but let's <clears throat> let's move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Doyle, I I used to coach a lot of youth sports and, you know, and I'm sure our listeners can relate that, you know, to that everyone gets a trophy. And I just was, you know, kids, do they deserve a trophy Mm. for just showing up? And I'd love to know, what do you think over time? How does that affect kids? Does it, you know, does it really matter or does it depend on the kids' um, self-esteem as, you know, what they need moving forward?
0: Sure, and and you know, but before I go into it, I should say, you know, whether or not I find your question worthy does not reflect on whether you are worthy of a <laughs> human <you>. being. Thank <laughs> you, thank you very much. I, I've had no. I happen to think everybody as a human being is worthy, but I've asked some really dumb questions. That's not one of them, <laughs> but. Um, no, look i you mentioned like everybody gets a trophy, and we hear this a lot. We hear, boy, this is ruining you know our our you know the generation with every everybody gets a trophy, it's divorced from all meaning, et cetera, et cetera here 's what I happen to think about that again, I think parenting is so important to the extent that it really matters how parents and how coaches and, and teachers explain the world to kids. So it really matters, you know, how it is explained why you're getting this trophy, right? Like before, you know, perfect attendance, for example, has a different meaning attached to it than a trophy for high athletic performance or you know it has a different meaning to it than you know an award you would get for you know high achievement like you know academic achievement etc etc but it really matters uh, that kids understand that and of course you kind of have to explain that to kids on a level that that they do understand you know i mean a mistake that a lot of adults make is not really understanding that kids are at different cognitive levels you know they can grasp different kinds of things and You know, we explain something to a kid in a way that another adult might understand, but the kid is, you know, not at that level of cognitive development and, you know, it kind of tunes out what you say because they're not equipped to understand it. But again, it really makes a difference. Like, you know, I think it's very easy when you kind of have absentee parents who are not very active in kind of explaining the world to their kids and and, and helping kids make sense of why they're being given trophies or, or, or whatnot. Like, if that piece is absent, then, you know, kids are are free to form whatever idea they might develop about why they're being given a trophy. And then they might kind of fall into this, again, this cultural thing that Dave was talking about a few moments ago. It's like, well, gosh, you know, I'm only worthy if I happen to get trophies or happen to get the same trophy as somebody else, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it really matters that parents and coaches and teachers are really present on the level that kids are and explain, help you know, help the kids make sense of the world around them and what's happening to them. I mean, does
3: that kind of make sense? Yeah, definitely. I, I I appreciate that.
2: So, Dr. Doyle, let me ask you this. So very often we can all we can all be hard on ourselves. For example, we fill our heads with negative self-talk or we even conduct self-sabotaging behaviors like overeating or or smoking. And then there's the opposite. You know, what about the folks who come across as having their highest opinion of themselves, huge egos? You know, we think of these folks with big egos as, you know, are they really insecure? Maybe they have low self-esteem. I'm curious to know your thoughts about both ends of this spectrum.
0: Well, you know, this is something that that comes up a lot. Like, you know, we were talking, you know, we were talking about in the in the opening segment about how you know self-esteem sometimes is confused with you know having a big ego. Like somebody will see a narcissist and say, "Boy, they have an excess of self-esteem." I don't want to be you know that high of self-esteem when it really doesn't have much to do with self-esteem. You know Something that I, would, that I would kind of throw out there for you to chew on is the idea that we don't really know what's going on inside everybody's head and inside their heart. All we really know is what they're putting out there in the world. So when somebody puts out there that they're supremely self-confident or you know they have a huge ego or whatnot, we don't know if that's actually the case. We know that that's what they're putting out there. But they could be putting that out there for a lot of reasons. Like, you know, most often the yeah. reason why we put something on the world is because we've been reinforced for it. <laughs> you know, we yep. we we feel the situation calls for it or people are expecting us to be that way, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, I mean you know uh, there are plenty of uh, you know, very famous actors and whatnot who you know engage in some really self destructive behavior even though they come across as as, as very confident and having you know, big egos, et cetera. You know what I would say is that you know, look, you mentioned uh, uh, in, in the last segment of you know, look, there there could be somebody who kind of walks around and there's there's you know, their downcast gaze and their shoulders are slumped and they're they always seem surprised that uh, when you tell them that they've done a good job or whatnot. You know what I would say about that is that look, you know, if the reason why self-esteem is so important is if we have a fundamental belief in our worthiness and we have a fundamental belief in our efficacy in the world. Now, if those two pieces are secure, then even if we don't do well at a particular thing or we have a bad day or whatnot, like no matter how we're presenting to the outside, no matter what the situation demands of us, if we have those two fundamental pieces, those kind of buoy us and those kind of get us through those tough times. So it doesn't actually matter what we're projecting or, or, or what the situation calls for or whatnot. You know, those are things, as I say, that don't really shift with the situation that, you know, that they're developed long term and they can really make a difference about, you know, in whether over the long term, you know, we behave in really, you know, self-destructive uh, ways in, on the one hand, or ways that really enhance our level of help you know, because we think we, you know, we deserve it. You know, we have a fundamental belief that we are worthy and we can do stuff. So.
1: It's Fascinating. I used to think I had low self-esteem. And I realized that in order to get through the challenges in my life that I needed a healthy dose of self-esteem in order to believe I was worthy and and also conquer whatever came my way. So in fact, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, hmm, I think it's just my confidence that's been rocked uh, over, yeah. you know, sometimes in my life more than uh, it was about me having low self-esteem, which I'm kind of very happy about. <laughs> I I almost want to say I think because I think I know what you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. I I I feel very happy to have this clarification, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Self-esteem is no joke, and but it's not it's not self-confidence. It's really that combination of feeling worthy and having that that efficacy of I can handle whatever comes my way. Um, So here's – so Eric, who came in from New Jersey, we've got – listeners, we've got the whole, you know, four states here. Eric, our chief marketing (laughs) officer, dropped by. He needed to ask Dr. Doyle a question, and now I'm going to put him on the spot. What do you want to tell our listeners, Eric?
3: Well, I mean, I think one of the things you've noticed if you've been listening to our show is that it's not just about – all the things that we're trying to show you and inspire you, but it's about the actionable things you could do. So we created this gut wisdom self-esteem booster journal that includes wisdoms to help you or someone you love overcome low self-esteem. So if you're one of the first five listeners, please email Deidre, D-K at dot Don't do it when you're driving, and it's yours for free.
1: Ah, that was pretty good, Eric. Oh, thanks. Would you like a self-esteem booster journal? I need one. All right. Well, stay tuned. Dr. Doyle's coming back. We've got more wisdoms for all of us. Stay tuned. When you're
0: on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24 7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or CBSNewYork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880.
2: Dr. Glenn Doyle is a psychologist and he is the founder and director of the Doyle practice in Chicago and Washington, D.C. He's also Oh, my God. The author of a blog, Use Your Damn Skills. If you haven't checked this out, you have to go check it out. Use your damn skills. He's joining us tonight to pay forward wisdoms on the juiciest topic of them all, self-esteem. And we all need a little help with boosting our self-esteem. I'm John Gaspin, a.k.a. JG, and we are here with our favorite host, Deirdre Koppelman, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates.
1: Yeah, I wish I was down in Florida with you. I'm here in the studio. Listeners, if you're tuning in, we are representing four states. That means we can maybe say that Gut Wisdom is national tonight. We've got Eric, our chief marketing officer, in studio, but he drove in from New Jersey. JG, Mr. John Gassman, my favorite co-host and only co-host, is down in Florida. Like, Well, I guess he soaked up the rays today. And our expert guest, <laughs> our psychologist, joining us back is Dr. Doyle from Chicago. He's in Chicago. We've got four states represented. Hello, this is an exciting night. Yay! So, Dr. Doyle, yay, yay. Dr. Doyle. When you and I, yeah. fir- when we first talked about having you join us on the show to talk about self-esteem, because it is such a, a rich topic, and it's a topic that I think there are a lot of misconceptions about, you had shared that there are six pillars of healthy self-esteem. And I think if you could go through what those six pillars are and teach all of us listening tonight, you know, give us a a breakdown, maybe just two minutes on each pillar at least so that we really get a grasp of what self-esteem is. Would you be willing to do that?
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. So
0: tell us. And, you know, in in terms of just real quick, in terms of us being a a nationwide show of wisdom tonight, I should also say that uh, a lot of my social media audience on the Dr. Glenn Doyle page, if you go on Facebook to the Dr. Glenn Doyle page, a lot of my uh, audience happens to originate uh, in Europe, in Ireland and, and and England. So we are probably international tonight. Oh, the there God. you go. There go.
1: I'm loving that. In terms of-
0: in terms of the six pillars of self-esteem, again, this uh, originates with uh, Dr. Nathaniel Brandon, the late Dr. Nathaniel Brandon, who um, was one of the kind of the, the grandfather of the concept of self-esteem. And in Dr. Brandon's world, it was really very important that self-esteem not be something that is bestowed upon us, like it's not something that... Uh, you know, you, you give somebody a compliment or whatnot that raises the level of self-esteem. That might raise the level of, you know, satisfaction or raise the level of confidence. They can do a certain thing well. But Dr. Brandon made it very clear that, look, self-esteem has to be generated internally. Like I always say, like at the Doyle practice, I say, you know, look, self-esteem is an inside job, always and only. Okay. So these six pillars are ways of dealing with the world. They're things that only you have control of. You know, they're they're not things that anybody else can give you, but they're ways of approaching the world. You know, the first and most important one is probably the practice of living consciously. And what that means is we are confronted every day with the option to think or not to think. You know, every minute of every day we have the option of either consciously engaging with the world or going on autopilot. And what Dr. Brandon thought is that, look, it's really hard to build high self-esteem. It's really hard to feel efficacious in particular if we're just going on autopilot all the time. Hmm. So we really need to make the choice uh, when given the choice to think or not to think, to err on the side of thinking, err on the side of conscious engagement. Don't err on the side of trying to blot things out. You know, we were also talking, uh, you know, D, uh, the other day, you and I were talking about the connection between self-esteem and addiction. This is kind of gets to that, too. It's really hard if we're constantly choosing to cave into an addiction and lower our level of consciousness.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really
0: hard to live, uh, you know, to build high self-esteem for living passively like that. So the first one is live consciously. The second one is, uh, you know, the practice of what we call self-acceptance. And what that means is it's really hard to build high self-esteem When we are denying and or disowning parts of ourselves, you know, when we're denying and disowning things that we want or things that we like. You know, a lot of us uh, kind of live in this world where we try to please other people and we try to, you know, tailor who we are and what we like and what we're all about to other people's expectations. Well, we can understand how it's hard to build self-esteem, high self-esteem. And we're constantly trying to mold ourselves to, like, everybody else's expectations and needs and values, et cetera. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: the practice of self-acceptance is all about, look, I am who I am, you know, warts and all, you know, good stuff and all. I'm going to accept, I'm going to radically accept that. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to disown it. I'm not going to try and change it just for the sake of changing it. Now, I can try and change specific things, like if I want to, you know, build a skill or or break a habit or build a new habit – But fundamentally myself, I'm going to need to accept. So the practice of self-acceptance is really important. The third pillar is what we call the practice of self-responsibility. It's really, really hard to build high self-esteem if we're not taking responsibility for our role in creating our world. You know, what happens, my observation is a lot of times when people are just, you know, being just gobsmacked by depression and anxiety and whatnot, they fall into this trap of feeling, boy, so much feels out of my control. There's nothing I can do to control the things that happen to me. Oh, my gosh. And the fact of the matter is, like, even if 90% of the world's out of our control, there's still 10% that we can control, and we need to take responsibility for that 10%. You now that's not to say that we need to take, you know, I know some self-help gurus say, you need to take complete responsibility for everything that, att- that
2: happens, the law <laughs> of attraction. You
0: know, I, I'm a little more realistic about that. I'm like, look, we can control some things we can't control other things. Take responsibility for that we can control because your self-esteem will notice if you're kind of defaulting on that or not.
1: Interesting. Okay, practice, so that's three. The pillar is, is, is,
0: so the fourth pillar is the practice of what we call self-assertiveness. This is everybody's favorite word, boundaries. It, it, it's really hard to have high self-esteem if we're not setting appropriate boundaries, if we're not asserting our rights to uh, not be walked all over. This is something that people struggle with, you know, especially uh, if we don't have that sense of worthiness or that sense of efficacy. Like if we don't feel that we are worthy of setting boundaries, if we don't feel that we can efficaciously set boundaries, you know, our self-esteem is going to suffer. So this is, again, one of these take it till you make it kinds of things. Where even if you don't feel up to it, you have to try really hard to be assertive and set boundaries in the little ways that you can as you build that kind of boundary-setting muscle. So the practice of self-assertiveness is number uh, four. Yeah. Number five, the fifth pillar, is what we call the practice of living purposefully. It's really hard to have high self-esteem if we're just kind of wandering through life, meandering through life, kind of, you know, fulfilling other people's wants and needs and values and goals for us. We need to have our own sense of purpose. This kind of relates to that first pillar of living consciously. We need Mm -hmm. to be consciously engaged and have our own purpose, our own goals, our own priorities. Otherwise, we're just kind of passively accepting other people's goals and visions of the world. Really hard to have a you know, high sense of, of worthiness and efficacy if we're just kind of you know, meandering through. So we've got to live purposefully. you got to do some real thinking about why am I here? What am I doing here? And then this last one, uh, the, the, uh, the sixth pillar, is what we call um, the practice of personal integrity. Now, a lot of people think integrity only has to do with ethics. Like, I have integrity. I'm an ethical person. And it's related to that. But what integrity actually means is wholeness. What the practice of personal integrity means is being true to oneself. I am whole. You know, I'm not denying, disown, and split off parts of myself. I'm going to remain true to myself, even when it's not easy, even when I'm getting a lot of pressure. So as you see, these six pillars, you know, some of them are related to the others. But really, uh, they're, they're, they're not even like specific uh, things you can do. They're approaches to the world that you can practice every day. You know, what I recommend my patients do is they kind of start out in the morning with a journal exercise and say, look, and you just take these pillars, jot them down, and say, what can I do today to live consciously with self-acceptance, self-responsibility, assertiveness, purposefully, integrity? You know, What can I do today? What are little things I can do? Then at the end of the day, do another journal exercise see, in what ways did I live consciously? In what ways did I live with self-acceptance, personal responsibility, etc., etc.? Mm-hmm. It's those little things, beginning of the day, end of the day, and we think of little ways that we can kind of you know approach the world in these six ways that that end up really boosting our self esteem over the long term.
1: So this, first so, of all, thank so you. So, Doctor, go ahead, Jake.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say, uh, you know, Doctor Nathaniel Brandon, who is, as you alluded to, is the father of self esteem movement. I mean, these six pillars are are foundational, and uh, you know, some of the things that I've begun to do in my own life have made such an impactful meaning in the way I view. <clears throat> in the way I view my self-esteem, like every morning I wake up and I have, you know, a medit- I do a little meditation. I journal and I say a number of affirmations uh, to get me in that positive mode of who I am, what my purpose is, what my why is, uh, so that I do continue to have during the day a high level of self confidence and good self esteem. So those are some of the things that I've done, Deirdre. I'm curious what you do in terms of wisdoms that you could share about how do you keep yourself in a high level of self esteem and confidence?
1: Well, I always uh, start out by using my journal of gratitude. So I am very conscious exactly. every day of practicing gratitude, not just saying you know thank you to people. I I, I seriously practice gratitude every day. So that keeps me living a I feel purposeful life, um, self acceptance and and you know we'll put these pillars up on the gut wisdom website. Um, I think it's worth noting, you know maybe we have different levels of fuel in some of these pillars you know, maybe some days we are living more consciously than we are being self-assertive, or maybe there are days that we don't have as much self-acceptance, but we are practicing personal integrity. So I'd like to, um, you know, maybe we'll do another show on each one of these pillars. What does it mean? And then put them all together. It's just, just some thoughts. So to answer your question, JG, how do, how do I work on my self-esteem every day? I, I practice gratitude every day. And that keeps Mm. me very conscious, keeps me very present. And, um, I, you know, I do need work on a couple of things like, you know, that, um, I would say the biggest thing is the, the forgiveness, self-forgiveness. I don't know that that's, you know, part of one of the pillars, but maybe Dr. Dr. Doyle, you'll, uh, You'll tell us that on another show. <laughs> Did I answer the question? No, clearly, I don't know.
2: This is this is yeah. But, clear, but clearly, D, you know, we all have our challenges and our trials and tribulations with with self esteem, and there are certain things we do as daily habit. We know our purpose. We know our why's, and I think that's why you and I and Dr. Doyle and Eric have pretty good levels of self-esteem and yes, that's all we'll into the gap
1: yes and it's also we know
2: our purpose
1: absolutely and it's also why we created a gut wisdom self-esteem booster journal that includes wisdoms yep. to help you someone you love a friend overcome low self-esteem so if you're one of the first five listeners to email me at dk at gut wisdom com Remember, not while you're driving. After we give away the first five, of course, you know you'll find out how to get the journal. But for the first five that email me, we'd like to be able to do this. It's a self-esteem booster journal we created it, and we live it, uh, and, and we want you to have it. There you go, JG. Who do you want to well, thank uh, first?
2: I was just about to say, Dr. Doyle. It's always so great having you on our show. You share so many important wisdoms. Your passion about self-esteem is, is, is self-evident. So I, I can't express my gratitude and appreciation enough. Our listeners, again, thank you for all your feedback. Uh, WCBS, we love you guys. Thank you. Uh, Deirdre, you're amazing.
1: (laughs) This was a challenging night managing multi-state talent. I just want to let everybody know. Eric, thank (laughs) you for dropping in.
3: No, I appreciate it. And remember, you know, if you missed the beginning of tonight's show, you can download the show. I mean, we are radio. This is, you know, this is an amazing medium. But, you know, we are digital as well. We have previously aired shows. You can go to our website, com, or you can download them on iTunes.
1: Do you know we've had over seven thousand downloads on iTunes?
3: And wow! And my mom did about six thousand
1: eight hundred. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Eric. No. Could you have waited till we were all <laughs> kidding. kidding to mention? But that? But she
3: shares every one of them. Wow!
1: Well, thank you. I I'm, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> so you've been listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates only on WCBS News Radio eight eighty. Have an amazing Saturday night. Till next week.
0: You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.